brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What is going on, TFA fam? We are back again. Kev Steele, Robbie Jeffries, ready to get you guys ready for your wide receiver rankings where you're going 1 through 36, plus a couple other guys outside of our top 36. Kev, let's jump right in. So our week four wide receiver rankings start off with, on your side, Devontae Adams at number one, Cooper Cup at number two, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb up at five, Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, DJ Moore at eight, Justin Jefferson, Allen Robinson still hanging in there at number 10 for you, Terry McLaurin and Calvin Ridley. On my side, Stefan Diggs getting the number one spot, Devontae Adams right behind him, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin, CeeDee Lamb, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore at 10, DeAndre Hopkins still hanging in the top 12 for me. And then Calvin Ridley, I have as well at wide receiver 12. Talk to me about how you slotted some of these guys and why they are where they are. Yeah, I don't really feel like I need to spend too much time talking about Devontae Adams. He's Devontae fucking Adams, right? <laughs> Cooper Cup. Hey, it feels wow. good because I think uh, us as a site as a whole were super high on Cooper Cup. I know I did the player profile on him. Absolutely loved him. Felt like he was going to get back into being the wide receiver one again. And boy, has he done that. He is absolutely smashed. He is the, uh, not including quarterbacks, he is the number one scoring uh, fantasy player not with, with you know not including quarterbacks right now he is absolutely crushed every single week and he continues to to kill it sadly though i know some people are not going to appreciate it because it has been in the face of robert woods where robert Woods has kind of died a little bit right now Bob, poor poor one out for bobby trees i think it'll equal itself out a little bit more where it's not just all cooper cup just absolutely killing it every single week but you know right now it's been a little you, you hate to see it because robbie uh, robert woods has kind of not been uh all there so you know Great matchup against Arizona. Arizona's secondary is absolutely terrible. So we're not worried about that whatsoever. Tyreek Hill, listen, I think Tyreek Hill, one, they're playing some teams that are kind of bracket coveraging him and they're not allowing him to really get that deep ball. But I also don't think he's 100%. I think he's dealing with something we don't really, we haven't really heard about it. There's been some talk around here that maybe there's something kind of going on with him that they haven't really disclosed. I don't know. He hasn't looked the same, but I think this is a good matchup for him to get going against Philadelphia. And they're not going to hold him down forever. You know, this 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 offense is going to figure it out. You know, I really thought about putting Josh Gordon in here as my, uh, you know, my as a wide receiver one this week. Who, you know, and that is kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, I tried to drop a joke like that in the Discord. I don't think anybody bought it. Nope. Just like, because I put something in there, yeah, about like uh, Josh Gordon wide receiver two, high, too high, too low. And I thought people would would have got it, but people were like, no, too high, man, too high, uh, a little bit too early for that. And I'm like, it was a joke. Man, it was a joke. Like, anyway, I digress. Yes, the Chiefs signed Josh Gordon. No, he's probably not going to play this week. And no, he's probably not going to be 
all that fantasy relevant, but I absolutely love Josh Gordon. So I couldn't not get that in there. Um, anyways, let's start with Stefan Diggs, right? So Stefan Diggs so far, he's been okay to start the year. He hasn't been the absolute baller that we saw last year so far. You know, he has 19 catches, 191 yards and a touchdown. He's about 14.7 fantasy points per game. We saw Emmanuel Sanders break out this offense. You know, there was some question marks surrounding this Bills offense. And boy, did they break out. They absolutely exploded. Emmanuel Sanders, love to see it. Matty D on our wide receiver quarterback matchups. That was one of his, his matchups that he had this week. He absolutely went off. The guy was only rostered in 25% of leagues. So he's probably, probably going to be the number one waiver ad right there with Chupa Hubbard this week. But as far as Stefan Diggs goes, Stefan Diggs is still getting a 26% target share right now. So I think everything is going to be fine. And this is kind of a low-key buying opportunity, I still think, on Stefan Diggs. I don't think he's going to cost as much as he normally would. And, you know, I don't mind going after somebody like him, but I think this is obviously a great matchup against Houston. And the thing we know about Buffalo, they don't care who they're playing. They're not just going to run the ball 40 times because they're playing Houston, right? They are yeah. still going to light it up no matter whoever they are. So I think that this offense just absolutely slays again this week. I think Stephon Diggs could have a monster game. So I really like Stephon Diggs. We really shouldn't be worrying about it there. But if you are, don't worry. Everything is fine with Stephon Diggs. So from there, one name that I don't have is DeAndre Hopkins because normally I don't really care because we've seen DeAndre Hopkins really have his way a lot with Jalen Ramsey. So I'm not as concerned because of that. My more concern is his health. Like, I don't know how healthy he is. His average depth of target last week was like 3.3 or something like that. Like they were not utilizing him at all as a deep threat. And, you know, this rib injury that he's suffering from, I don't know how serious it is. He was a true game time decision. But right now, I just don't know how healthy he is. So I don't feel comfortable going against this Rams defense who has been really, really good. So I do not have him as a top 12 wide receiver this week. But I do have CeeDee Lamb. I do think with J.C. Horn out, that is going to create a little bit of a hole here in this defense. They did acquire C.J. Henderson, but he's not somebody that's going to step in week one and do anything. He may not even be active. So I'm not worried about that. But – uh, with CeeDee Lamb, I mean, he continues to play really well. Currently has a 25% target share among all wide receivers, 16.8 fantasy points per game. So I, I like CeeDee Lamb a lot in this matchup. I think this absolutely probably turns into a shootout but between these two offenses. That's why I have him so high. And I also think DJ Moore is, is, is in line for a big game. I do not think they are going to shadow with Diggs on DJ Moore. I don't think that's really going to happen. I think they have enough weapons here that they're not going to do that. He probably plays his side. And I think DJ Moore, who I think is also in for another big performance, he currently has a 30, almost a 31% target share in this offense. He's being absolutely peppered with targets right now. He is also 10th in air yards, 9th in market share of air yards in this offense. And he's uh, averaging almost 20 fantasy points per game as well. So, I love DJ Moore this week in this matchup against Dallas. I think this is going to be a little bit high scoring. I like Keenan Allen a lot. I know people are going to be a little concerned because of what Mike, Mike Williams has done. But I, I'm a little bit more concerned. I'm a little bit lower on Mike Williams this week, mainly because Casey Hayward um, on the, the Raiders has been absolutely shut down this year. He has actually been a lockdown corner for the Raiders right now. And I think he is going to be seeing the majority of – Casey Hayward and for Mike Williams. So I think that allows Keenan Allen to absolutely eat against this Raiders secondary. He's the only guy they have that I'm really concerned with. Other than that, big bounce back game for me for Terry McLaurin. And I also think Calvin Ridley can do that as well. Uh, these are two teams with really bad secondaries. Washington, apparently it was a fraud last year. We thought this defense was going to be absolutely elite this year. They have been nothing 
but that. They have been absolutely horrendous. Their secondary is terrible. They're not getting any pressure. They're not getting any sacks. Chase Young can't get to the quarterback. I don't know what's going on there, but it is all bad in Washington right now. Their defense is, is an absolute mess. And so I like both of those wide receivers as well. Yeah, I won't add too much to that because you and I are on the same page with a lot of these guys. I have Stephon Diggs as the wide receiver one. I absolutely love that. Seeing the Buffalo Bills turn around that offense, get back to 2020 Buffalo Bills, I think he is primed to just uh, go off in week number four. Uh, Terry McLaurin, a guy I have all the way up at wide receiver seven. People are kind of nervous about him, uh, but even though he didn't have the results, he still finished with seven targets. He had 29% of the target share. They just didn't throw a lot that game, and I think Taylor Heineke will have to throw a little bit more in most weeks. I don't know if this offense is as electric where they'll be ahead, especially with the way you just mentioned the defense has been playing. They're going to have to go back and forth most weeks, and Terry McLaurin is their number one. Uh, nobody else really there, especially with Curtis Samuel out. So I am locking and loading Terry McLaurin against a very good matchup in the Falcons. And outside of that, yeah, you and I are, are kind of lockstep with most of these guys. I do not have Allen Robinson in my top 10 or on my top 12 anymore. I'm a little bit worried about the, the Justin Fields uh, progression, right? Like I think Justin Fields will get there. It's just week week two when he came in a, uh, for a little bit of relief it, for Andy Dalton. He struggled Week three was absolutely horrendous. I want to throw that one out the window. I do think he gets better, but until then, how many times do they throw the ball? He's obviously a little bit more of a rushing quarterback. I know you'll probably get into it when you get to your ranking of Allen Robinson, but I am a little bit more worried than I was previously with this offense. So I have him outside of my wide receiver ones. But other than that, you and I are pretty lockstep for our wide receiver ones. Let's go to our wide receiver two, Kevin. You have Mike Evans at 13, Deontay Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper at 16, Julio, Jamar Chase, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, who has been going off with touchdowns galore at number 20, OBJ at 21, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Ayuk making a appearance in your top 24, and then Marvin Jones rounding out at 24. I have Tyler Lockett, Julio, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen at 16, Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, Mike Williams at 19, Debo, Allen Robinson at 21, Chase Claypool at 22 for me, Mike Evans, and then Cortland Sutton. Talk to me about your wide receiver twos. All right, so starting off, let's talk about the Bucks, right? Because one, this game is going to be the is has been and is going to be the most talked about game of this entire weekend. We get you know Tom Brady returning back to New England, and I think he is going to come out and want to absolutely bury the Patriots after letting him go and letting him walk and everything else. I, I like Mike Evans a lot. I think Antonio Brown will probably be back this week after probably should be able to clear COVID protocol. And so he should be back this week as well. They'll have a full complement of weapons. The Patriots still don't have Stephon Gilmore. And so while this defense is good, uh, this past defense is still really good, I, I think that Tom Brady knows this defense better than anybody and so I think he's going to be able to pick this defense apart. So I like Mike Evans, and I also uh, like Chris Godwin quite a bit as well. And so I think both of those are both fine plays. I know it's against New England, but I think they can actually have their way. I have Deontay Johnson in my rankings because I think he will return this week against Green Bay. I'm not all that concerned with uh, Jair Alexander shadowing or anything like that. They have enough weapons there that they're going to have to – Probably just play their side. So I think he, and we know he's probably going to see 37 targets again if, if he's not back out there on the field. And so 
I like Deontay Johnson, though. This I have no faith of a touchdown or anything else. You just have to hope that he gets 10 catches for 80 yards to make his week because this offense is absolutely terrible right now. But these guys are getting absolutely peppered with targets, so it's allowing them to be able to stay afloat right now uh, while this offense has been so terrible. Like I said, I am a little bit lower on Mike Williams. I am concerned with Casey Hayward. He is a very good corner, and he has been uh, everything built for that. The guy has been absolutely locked down. He's, he's rated – I think is the number two PFF in terms of coverage grade right now. So this is a much worse, a much more difficult matchup for Mike Williams than I think it will be for Keenan Allen. And then I want to hit on Odell. Odell last week looked pretty good at a matchup for the Bears or the excuse me, the Browns didn't really have to throw the ball a ton, but he still, I mean, he looks like, you know, OBJ. He, he looked pretty good. 64% of the snaps. He was targeted nine times, five catches, 77 yards. You know, didn't find the end zone. But I think in a, in a matchup here now going up against the Minnesota Vikings, where I'm not worried whatsoever about the secondary, but they're definitely going to have to open up this offense a little bit more. So I de- Odell is 100% of play. And then Brandon Ayuk, it was very, very encouraging to finally see, hey, we got this guy who's really good, and let's start using him again. And he played 86% of the snaps last week, saw six targets, four receptions for 37 yards, and did find the end zone for a touchdown. So, again, this is going to be a matchup against Arizona. They're likely going to have to throw the ball. They're not going to be able to just uh, lean on their run the entire game and not have to open up this offense. So, Brandon Ayuk, I think, is, is kind of creeping back in. He's definitely should be a consideration for me as a wide receiver, too. Yeah, I think I'll just start out with Julio because I think this is a guy that I'm going to be a lot higher on than most people this week. With A.J. Brown out, I think he will dominate targets against this New York Jets secondary, which we know is going to be one of the worst in the NFL, along with the Jaguars each and every week. Now, will they run it a lot in the second half? And do we see Julio Jones not play in the fourth quarter like he did last week? Maybe, but I think he can do his damage. We know Julio Jones can do enough damage in a first half to make his week. And then Jamar Chase, man, this this is uh, for someone who was really talked about is, is, Hey, can he do it? These drops in the preseason, he's not looking like he's going to come out and do well. I understand that the Bengals have not been throwing at the pace that at least I thought they would. And probably most people thought they would 35 plus times a game. I think Joe Burrow's uh, season high so far is like 30 or 31 attempts. They have not been throwing the ball. It's been a Joe Mixon show. Uh, Jamar Chase has four touchdowns and, and he's leading. I think all other rookie wide receivers combined have three. So he is absolutely dominating. T Higgins will probably be back this week, but again, Jets, Jaguars, I want to target their secondaries, especially after the Jaguars ship out C.J. Henderson. These are two matchups I want to absolutely take advantage of, and Jamar Chase will be a top 24 wide receiver for me. Um, and then kind of going back to your Ayuk, you know, Debo uh, did, see, you know, seed some of that work to Ayuk. We've seen Ayuk work into that more. But, man, it is so hard to sit, sit Debo. He's being involved in the pass game rushing-wise because they couldn't trust Trey Sermon all the way. They basically were going use check. They gave a carry to Kittle, and they gave a couple to Debo. I just think against the Seattle secondary, they absolutely can be attacked. So I'm still high on Debo. And this is where Allen Robinson ranks for me at 21 against Detroit. I love the matchup, but, again, I'm just not sure what this offense brings. Uh, we, we saw Matt Nagy kind of backtrack. He was like, hey. Andy Dalton is our starter. Andy Dalton is our starter. When healthy, Andy Dalton is our starter. And he comes up this week and says, hey, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields. Oh, by the way, also Nick Foles. All three of these guys are in this uh, competition to start week four. And so really kind of just backtracks and it kind of throws a lot of question marks in the air. And, and 
if it's Justin Fields, I still think that's best long term for Allen Robinson. But do they see the volume, you know, that we saw with Andy Dalton where they're going to throw 30 plus times? That's my big question. Why I have Allen Robinson a little bit farther down, even in a plus matchup, a little bit nervous there. And then the Steelers, if Deontay Johnson is back, I'll probably bump down Chase Claypool a little bit more. I'm going to guess Juju is either going to be extremely iffy, if not out. I do like Chase Claypool and the target share he got along with Najee. I get it. He doesn't mesh well with Big Ben with his strength of going down the field. But if he's going to get targeted and his athletic ability to just make plays, he's going to be a great shot for a touchdown. Again, I get the Jair Alexander concern, but I'm going to have him in my top 24. If Deontay Johnson's also out, then I absolutely love him. You know, outside of that, Mike Evans, I, I, I get why you have him so high. I'm a little bit lower because if there's one guy that's going to fade and because of Antonio Brown coming back, I don't think it's Chris Godwin. I think Mike Evans and Antonio Brown switch off a little bit more than Chris Godwin. So I have him still as a top 24 guy, but just a little bit farther down for me. Let's jump to our wide receiver threes here. Kevin, you have Mike Williams at 25, Lockett down at 26. I think we'll need to talk about that a little bit. T. Higgins at 27, Robert Woods, Devontae Smith, Debo Samuel, Chase Claypool, Brandon Cooks at 32, A.B., Tyler Boyd, Manny Sanders cracks your top 36, and then Christian Kirk at 36. On my side, I have Robert Woods, OBJ, Brandon Cooks at 27, Marquise Brown, Marvin Jones, Devontae Smith, Tyler Boyd at 31, Kenny Galladay, Michael Pittman, Antonio Brown, Jacoby Myers, and then Corey Davis sliding in in his own revenge game going against the Titans at 36. Talk to me about some of these wide receivers you have as wide receiver threes. Well, one, Brandon Cooks worries me. Uh, let, let me talk about that. Because Brandon Cooks worries me because of the fact that this is a, a very bad matchup for him. He's going to see Tredavious White. This Buffalo defense has been, and this might be the possibly the best defense that they've seen. I mean, Carolina's in that conversation as well that they just saw last week. But in terms of just lockdown, shutdown corners, I mean, Tredavious White, I mean, th this could be an absolutely bloodbath uh, for the Houston Texans this week. So I think you could, I think you play Brandon Cooks, but I don't feel like great about it. From there, I think you have Devonta Smith. And I know Devonta Smith had that really great week one and played really well. But then the last two weeks has been uh, bad, really bad. Like 3.6 uh, in week two and 5.8 fantasy points over the last two games. However, apparently playing the Chiefs offense is really all you need to do. Or playing the Chiefs defense, right? Because the Chiefs defense right now, we'll have to see if they have Shavarius Ward, who's their number two corner. He was out last week. And so they do have Legereus Sneed, but Legereus Sneed's not going to shadow anybody. All the numbers are there for, for Devontae Smith. He's he's seeing 23% of the targets at this wide receiver core. Seventh in air, air yards market share. He's seeing 45% of the air yards in this uh, offense right now. And like I said, I think there is much better days coming for Devontae Smith. It was a bad matchup against, against Trayvon Diggs last week against Dallas, where they got absolutely boat raced in that game uh, against the Cowboys. And then before that, they played San Francisco, which is a really low-scoring game. They didn't throw the ball a ton. This week, they're going to have to throw the ball. They're gonna, And this is a matchup that they should be able to move the ball. And the Chiefs defense, we've talked about this already. I'll continue to say it. This defense is absolutely horrendous. And so I think this is a good week to play Devonta Smith. I think you can play with pretty pretty much uh, confidence right now in this, in this matchup against the Chiefs. You always have to score a ton of points. And this defense just isn't very good right now. So I definitely think you should be able to look to play him. And past that, you know, this was kind of tough once I got to some of these other guys because there's a lot of guys that I feel like that I could throw in here that are wide receiver three viable, right? 
I think, you know, possibly uh, maybe somebody like Robbie Anderson, maybe they they do decide to use Trayvon Diggs to really lock up DJ Moore. Well, maybe Robbie Moore, Robbie Anderson takes a step forward. Terrace Marshall as well, who uh, continues to increase his, his opportunities each week. DJ Chark, I think, is definitely a play against Cincinnati as that D threat. Kenny Galladay, like you mentioned, I'm not really all that worried about the, the New Orleans secondary. We'll have to see what happens with Sterling Shepard. Jacoby Myers, who saw, what, like 15 targets last week in a matchup where Tampa Bay's uh, secondary is absolutely horrendous right now. You could definitely throw the ball. They are a complete pass funnel right now. You want to throw the ball on them. You want to avoid the run. The Cowboys kind of gave us the blueprint that you can throw all over them, just avoid the run. And I think that's probably what you see here from this New England offense. I don't mind Jacoby Myers either. But there's just a lot of guys for me. I don't know how you feel about your guys uh, that are going here. But for me, I just feel like there's so many different, different players that I can kind of put in this range. Yeah, just off the top, I have Robert Woods at 25. And this is a guy I feel like could be the week where we're just like, man, we were too low. We are, we started sleeping on Robert Woods. He is that guy. He let Cooper Cup have his time. But, yeah, Robert Woods comes in just outside the top 24 for me. But I absolutely love him in this matchup against Arizona. OBJ, you have him higher than I do. I think he'll be fantastic. This is a, a Minnesota Vikings defense I'm not afraid uh, of at all. I just know that the Browns can absolutely attack them on the ground as well and have no problem with that. So will he get all the targets and workload um, that he that he needs to be a wide receiver to or above? A little bit of questions there. Brandon Cooks, I think you make a fantastic point there where Brandon Cooks has now played to a point where you can't sit him. But I can absolutely see this being kind of like we saw on Thursday night where Davis Mills only throws for 150-ish yards. The only problem was Brandon Cooks had a you know 97 or whatever he had of those yards. He had a majority of the yards. But now if, if they have to look elsewhere, they have to look at a Chris Conley. They have to look at Jordan Aikens. They have to look at uh, David Johnson out of the backfield and not focus on Brandon Cooks at all. This could be you know Brandon Cooks' first dud game, but he's been absolutely fantastic. So I can't quite say that you need to sit him. You know, Marquise Brown comes in at wide receiver 28 for me, and he'd honestly be a, a wide receiver two for me. There's two things that, that kind of stopped that. One, he dropped two touchdown bombs last week, which just stopped his balloon week from happening against the Lions. And then he does face a very tough Denver secondary. This is what you don't want to see is, is this tough matchup. Will Baltimore you have to look in other places, you know, outside of Marquise Brown? He's still a start for me, but but not as high as I'd like to get him after what he's done the first couple of weeks. And we have to remember now that Bateman, uh, Rashad Bateman, is going to come back. He started practicing. He's going to be off the IR. Now, does he get a full complement of snaps? Do they ease him in? I don't know, but he will be coming back. Marvin Jones, man, this is a guy that I think we're, we're just going to have too low the entire season. He didn't, you know, have the fantastic week, but he saw 97% of the snaps. You know, he has a 24% target share. He went six for 62, which you're like, man, that's not a great week. But if that's his worst week, six for 62, that's still a strong flex play. And that's where we have him right now with the ability to shoot up. Again, Cincinnati has been playing fantastic, but I still think this is a defense that I'm not like scared of yet. They're kind of in the middle of the road. So I like Marvin Jones. Uh, you already touched on Devontae Smith. Not worried about him. It will come. Can it go against the Chiefs defense where they're going to have to throw to keep up? Um, yeah, past that, it, I think the only other guy I want to talk talk about is Michael Pittman. After the week one questions, right, he has looked like the alpha receiver we wanted him to look like. He caught six for 68. Again, isn't great. But if that's your down week with a guy like him that can score touchdowns any given week, um, the Miami secondary is tough, but he's just a guy that's getting the target share that we wanted him to have. I absolutely love him going against 
um, the Dolphins this week. And I mean, I, I guess just really quickly, let's just let's just talk about a few guys that are kind of going outside of here. Maybe some flex options that I think people should be having on their radar this week. Um, I think out of the, outside of some of the guys that you know we kind of already hit on, Alamade Zacchaeus. You know, he had a touchdown last week. I think you know we know that what the now this Washington secondary is absolutely terrible and you can throw on them. As long as Russell Gage is out, I think that he is kind of a low-key guy that you could be looking at this week. I already talked about Terrace Marshall. I don't mind playing him, especially if, if DJ Moore is going to be probably drawing most of the attention. And so I like him there. I think that somebody like, I mean, Hunter Renfro, uh, you know, I talked about him in my waiver article. He, he has scored double-digit fantasy points in every single week this year. Nobody's talking about him. Nobody wants to play him, and I get it. This is a PPR-only uh, move. And really, if you look outside of that first week, even Darren Waller hasn't been seeing as many targets as kind of what we saw. He had that monster, what, like 19 target week one. And I think since then, he's, what, gotten seven targets a game since then. You know, I think they're starting to spread the ball around a little bit more in this in, in this in this offense for the Raiders. And, you know, hats off to Derek Carr. And Derek Carr is like throwing the ball deep at a much higher rate than we've seen him. I think he's like third in the league, second in the league. This offense right now is one that I don't mind targeting. And this is going to be a high scoring game between them and the Chargers. So I, I don't mind Hunter Renfro. I think he's a, as, as a decent wide receiver four, wide receiver five type type guy right now. Rondo Moore, if you want to play Rondo Moore, again, I'm not high on DeAndre Hopkins. So I would much rather play Christian Kirk or Rondo Moore. I know Rondo Moore had an absolute dud last week, but they're going to have to put up points. They're going to have to throw the ball. And I think they probably get a little bit more creative with Rondo Moore going against the Rams on the road. You know, we talked about this in the running back video where after you get outside the top, what, 20 running backs, there's a, so many question marks, uh, who's going to be in, who's going to be out. They're splitting work, really bad matchups for the flex level running backs. And I think it's the exact opposite where I'm going to be starting a lot of wide receivers over running backs in my flex options this week. And some of those guys, Tim Patrick, uh, I get it. The Baltimore secondary now getting Jimmy Smith back healthy, I think will be a little bit better. But uh, KJ Hamler goes out for the year. Jerry Judy is not back. It's going to be a Sutton and Tim Patrick show with, with Noah Fan at tight end. So I don't mind him as a flex. Christian Kirk, I, I think the reason I like and have like Christian Kirk more than Rondell Moore is his A dot is going to be a lot higher than Rondell Moore each and every week. And just we've seen Christian Kirk explode more, and he has the higher snap percentage compared to Rondell Moore. Now, can Rondell Moore fix that as the year goes on? Maybe, but he had a, a decent snap share in week two, goes back down in week three. I think I trust Christian Kirk a little bit more. Manny Sanders, I know he had the two touchdown week last week. Probably not going to see that again, but he's playing the same amount of snaps as Cole Beasley. So if you like Cole Beasley for his PPR value, you got to like Emmanuel Sanders for his touchdown potential going against the Houston Texans defense. The last guy I want to touch on is your guy, actually, Marquez Callaway. And I think we started to see a little bit of what you wanted to see early in the year, Marquez Callaway getting that deep touchdown ability. He, got, he had five for 55 and a touchdown or something like that. He goes against the New York Giants. I don't think James Bradbury will shadow him. And even if he does, honestly, James Bradbury was beat a couple times already this year. I get it against better wide receivers than Terry McLaurin. But uh, Marquez Callaway, I think, is a guy that if the, the, the situation is right, I would be willing to start. Um, and then Jalen Watt will be the last guy I mentioned. He had uh, 14 targets, I think it was. They had an overtime game, so that's a little bit ballooned. But I don't, I don't think this indie defense, this whole Indianapolis Colts team is underperforming. I'm not worried about their secondary. Jacoby Brissett showed that he is very capable of getting his pass catchers involved. Waddle was involved. Gasecki was involved. So I don't mind maybe throwing him out if you need him as a flex.
Yeah, and I, really quick, I just want to mention James Bradbury. I, I don't know if he's dealing with an injury or maybe he's just fallen off a little bit because he has not been good this year. Uh, he's allowed two touchdowns. He's allowing a 136.6 passer rating when being targeted right now. And he's he's allowing about 13 fantasy points per game uh, to opposing wide receivers right now. So 13 receptions for 133 yards and two touchdowns so far this year. So he has not been very good and so 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 far. So, yeah, I, I think it lends a little bit of credence that yeah, if you want to play – uh, Marquez Callaway. It was good to see him finally, you know, uh, break out uh, yeah, after a lot of people dropped him. Yep. That's it for our wide receiver rankings. Make sure you stay tuned. We're going to have the DFS show on Thursday live for you guys. We're also going to have prop talk this weekend. All of the action, no matter what you're playing, right here at TFA. So keep it locked right here. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.